Welcome to Birth Mother Matters in Adoption, the Christmas special. Every week, Kelly Rourke Scary and I delve into the issues surrounding adoption or that concern members of the adoption triad. This week is no different, except that we'll be talking about how adoption affects Christmas and how Christmas affects adoption. This is the Christmas episode. Yes, it is. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. You know, this this special time of year, we should all still be celebrating, even though there is that unfortunate cloud of COVID we can't Mm -hmm. not mention because, you know, it has rained a little bit on our parade and the Macy's Day Parade, if you missed that on uh, (laughs) Thanksgiving. Right. I enjoy the Macy's Day Parade. Do you? I really do. Did you watch it this year? No, because it wasn't... The boys, first of all, sometimes I have to kind of fight for the TV because, you know, everyone wants to watch the football game if, you know, the males in our house want to watch the football game. And I wanted to watch the Hamilton float. Oh, did they have one? I heard they did, but I didn't get to see it. So I'll try to find it online. Anyway, so this is a, this time I want to, I want to earmark this as this is still, you know, Christmas 2020. It's a big deal. We've got to find the joy in it even if it's a little harder to find you know you've heard that song i think it's by faith hill you know where are you christmas right and the reason i think that that song is significant in a lot of ways is because i think sometimes when you're dealing with a pandemic or something of of that nature you have to sometimes look a little harder than you would normally have to look and so i hope that everybody can find their christmas if you are an adoptive family and this is your first Christmas or second Christmas or third Christmas as parents, um, congratulations. And it, especially if this is your, your first year, I know that we placed a lot of babies this year. Uh-huh. And I thought that we could go over some suggestions and things to do as you are you know, getting ready for the holiday as it's fast approaching. It's hard to believe it's going to be here on Friday. Wow. That being said, we're only doing one podcast this week. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> one podcast next week because, again, we have, you know, New Year's and then we're 2021. And come on, 2021, be very different than 2020. <laughs> let's turn this Titanic around. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's avoid the iceberg. And Please. yes, let's make sure that that we we make 2021 so good that we forget 2020. 2021 good. <laughs> Forget. It would have to be right? a pretty spectacular 2021. You know what? It can happen. It can. Because if you believe it. You sound like a Hallmark right. movie, so thank you. And I haven't gotten to watch one yet. No. Not a Hallmark movie. Wow. No, the older kids are, are kind of vetoing the sappier movies, and they want to watch the traditional ones, whereas I like to watch the sappier movies. Okay. I'm with them. Yeah, I like the traditional. We actually did watch, uh, what is it? It's a Wonderful Life and Christmas Story. And I believe on I Christmas seen. Eve, we're going to watch Miracle oh, on 34th Christmas Street. Story we love. Yeah. Oh, the Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Christmas Story is, is that ties for me with Christmas Vacation. I need to send you, I, I'm going to send you a picture and it'll be a comparison. It's a picture of me when I was a little kid. And a picture of the Christmas Story family. I looked exactly like Ralphie in that movie. You did. I did. You know who else looked exactly like Ralphie up until about two years ago was Connor. Really? You thought Our so, son, huh? Connor. I'd have to look again because I never saw that connection. 
I will do that comparison as well. Okay. Maybe we'll put them up online All right. somewhere. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. <laughs> I'll have to get his permission first, but maybe we will. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So to kind of enhance the holiday fun, having this be, you know, your first year as parents, baby first ornaments are always fun. Just because you adopted, don't feel that you have to have, you know, adopted babies first Christmas. This is your baby. You don't have to have everything say adopted on it. You know, you're you're a mom. You can remove the adoption title if you you know if you so choose. Um, but you don't have to label yourself or your child. Uh, if you have an open adoption, do remember the birth parents. This is a time of year where they will struggle too. And if you have an open adoption, you're going to be setting a precedent of years in the future. Uh-huh. And so what you do now will be expected in the future from them. And so make sure that you set up a tradition that you are willing, able, and want to continue. You know, maybe sending a special ornament on the tree every year um, in honor of them and, and dating it and, and sending them a, pi- a picture of it. Say, hey, this is the ornament of you guys this year. Maybe you can get a picture from them and, and put a little picture, you know, in an ornament on the tree with the year. Um, you can send them a special text message or little short video. I went on uh, my favorite website, which is one of them, Pinterest, and I was looking at some some cute ideas for birth parents and for gifts for them from adoptive families. And some of my favorites included, there was a shadow box and it had a little opening at the top. And what the family did every year is they put things like mementos through the year for the child. So if they're in first grade, it'd be like the first day of school picture, maybe a drawing, a report card, you know, all kinds of fun stuff in that box. And then every year they would send it. Okay. Um, You know, maybe um, an inexpensive adoption triad. I thought that was really cute. Um, Every year to send a framed hand and footprint so they can watch how the hand and the feet are getting bigger. Right. I know my son from a four to a five and a half overnight in his shoe size. (laughs) So that being said, in a year, big differences. Yeah. (laughs) Big differences. Definitely. Um, You can make a scrapbook of, you know, the year for the birth parents and give them as a gift. And you can do the intricacies of, you know, old fashioned scrapbooking, which is really fun. Or if you're more my speed, go online and do a digital scrapbook in about 10 minutes. And <laughs> it could, they can keep it directly. Through. So that's one thing. You can have the child uh, make a handmade ornament to send to them or a letter or a drawing if they're older, obviously, than a newborn. I mean, I guess in theory, you could take the, the baby's hand and kind of, you know, <laughs> do something cute. One thing that might be fun is to, you can buy inexpensive, like digital keychains with pictures and maybe send some pictures, like in a little chip every year so that they can upload pictures and have it right on their keychain. There's really fun stuff you can do. It just takes, you know, Pinterest and some time to, uh, to put it together. Right. Also remember, this is where you're going to establish family traditions. So if this is your first Christmas as a family, you're setting the precedent going forward. In the past, I had always um, invited, and you know, I know that kids are listening to our podcast too. So uh, with that in mind, we'd always invited uh, the elf on the shelf into our house. And the last probably five years, he didn't happen to make it. 
And this year, my nine-year-old came and said, you know, he needed to know where the elf on the shelf was. He wasn't checking on him. And when I explained that, well, he'd just been so great the last five years that Santa didn't need to send his elf to keep an eye on him. But since he's been so naughty this year, the elf has returned. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) That's funny. The elf is back. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And And um, he was very excited. (laughs) Not that he been naughty but he's very happy that that the elf has since returned (laughs) yes like i said it's just the the little things if your child is of a different heritage or nationality or their family the biologically has specific traditions or celebrations in their culture maybe try to include those to some extent Mm -hmm. um you know i know that uh in Germany, they do things where, I think it's Germany, where they put shoes outside the bedroom door. And then um, I think it's St. Nick that will put something in the shoes or something like that. And so there's little things that you can incorporate into what you do for the holidays. I know that I think uh, another country does special like jam in donuts of some sort. It's like a Polish dish Uh that um, I really don't care for. (laughs) Um, but my children, other family, um, their dad's family makes these interesting concoctions that they would eat every year. Right. And so, you know, if if that's the case, then, uh, maybe make those or try to. Right. (laughs) The other thing that you want to be mindful of is if you are adopting and you already have children in the home Mm -hmm. and they have to share the holidays for the first time. That can be kind of scary for a child. People become possessive of their, in parentheses, Christmas. So they don't want somebody, you know, if Santa comes to the house, is Santa going to have the same amount of gifts that Santa brought for them last year? Or is Santa going to split them in half? And are we going to have to share sitting on Santa's lap? And will Santa really want to read two letters rather than one letter? And you know what I mean? So these things go through kids' head. So you just want to provide reassurance because sharing can be hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas will look different with another child in the home or a new baby. And it just being mindful and in, in prepping them that, you know, the more the merrier. Use that. Christmas carols sound a lot better when there's more people because it drowns out the not so hot singers. It really makes everything better. Right? Absolutely. And the good singers can just sing a little bit louder. <laughs> the other things that I, I would like to mention is... Yes, we're dealing with COVID. Give yourself grace and understand that, you know, this is the first year that you may not get to do what you normally do. I know that, you know, our parent, my parents don't get to come out and and celebrate with us for Christmas and they didn't for Thanksgiving because of the whole quarantining and COVID. And that's hard, but you can do things different. You know, my idea wasn't received when I said that I would just prop up our iPad and they could join us via FaceTime. Um, they thought that was a little weird at the table. Um, but you know, I was game. You do what you got to do. And mm-hmm. I mean, we could really make it fun. I mean, we could have projected them on the wall. I mean, there's so many fun things that you can do. Just be creative and try to, I guess, make it as funny and fun as you can. Mm-hmm. Because when all else fails, if you can still find laughter, then there's still joy. So that's how you keep going. Um, if you start to get pressure from, people saying oh everyone's tested negative you know it's safe come on over we're gonna have a get together it's christmas don't you love that it's christmas yeah like they drag it out 
you know, <laughs> you can, you know, really use the baby as your scapegoat. You know, oh no, 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 we have a newborn. I don't want to offend anybody, but no. Or you can just be realistic and say, it's COVID. We're in a pandemic. No. Right. But if you, if you're one of those people that has a hard time saying no, then you can kind of use the baby as your get out of jail free card. You know, yeah. you can kind of say, you know, I'll pass and hold your baby. So <laughs> rather than the small things, I know when, you know, when I'm driving home and I have the kids in the car or, you know, we're taking a late night walk so we don't see other people or, or what have you. I noticed that I am finding joy in things that maybe I didn't pay attention to as much before. Like I'm pointing out the the lights in different ways with the kids and and I'm making sure that we don't miss all the sunsets and we we you know make sure we name every color that we can find in the sunsets and those kind of things because right now you can still make those meaningful memories you just have to do it differently because all the kids are at home you've got plenty of time to make a lot of homemade ornaments and every parent wants a tree full of homemade ornaments you know my husband is so funny he's like don't you want like the Macy's Christmas tree, you know, that matches with the bows and everything else. And, I, and as a mom, I'm like, no, you know, I like my half eaten pretzel ornament. Remember the story that I talked about last year with my daughter and the um, off centered, you know, stars and Christmas trees. Actually, I enjoy those. Those bring memories and happiness to me. Mm-hmm. So I think next year we may compromise. I think we may do a, a fun family tree and then maybe a little Macy's tree. That's a good idea. Then you can have the best of both worlds. You'll have your perfect little tree where every ornament is placed perfectly, where, you know, the color scheme is just right and everything else. And then you've got your family tree with all the memories. Maybe we'll purchase it after Christmas because we're going to have to get a buy one, get one because we're going to have to replace our tree this year. We have a 12 foot tree and you know that your tree is just about done when it kind of leans to one side and a strand of lights keeps going out every week. Right. <laughs> so now you're wrapping it in different, different lights and it's it's a hodgepodge. You guys have many, many trees. We do. We have trees in almost every room of the house and not just at Christmas time. Lisa likes the trees. Okay. Is it like, do you do one for like each country or continent or? Nope, they're all pretty much the same. She just likes the tree. One for family member. You know, this is designated for each one of the siblings. <laughs> I, that's what it's turned into somehow. So the other thing too is, is that newborns don't remember the holidays. So take pictures. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you sleep until eight o'clock or nine o'clock and you open presents, then they're not going to remember. Get your sleep. Like they're not going to remember that you didn't get up at six thirty or seven. You know, in our house, the rule is seven o'clock. Right. But since the children are getting older, I keep hoping to push it back a little bit, just a little bit. You're hoping that they'll want to um, sleep in a little bit as well. That's right. I'm, I'm hoping so. Because, you know, some of the older ones do want to sleep in a little bit. And that way Santa can come later in the night. Yeah. And we doesn't we have to be one of the first houses that he hits so that, um, you know, the kids can get up early. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hoping. Um, the other thing, too is that, you know, like I said before, having a newborn is a great excuse to get out of a lot of things. Kind of get out of those things that you don't like to do, whether it's COVID or not, because you don't want to expose a baby during the flu season and you want the baby to be bonding with you and just really solidifying your family unit. Remember 
take lots and lots of pictures, videos, journal, blog, do all of that fun stuff. Hopefully that you have time for it since you do get to spend a little more time at home. The fact that it is COVID season. When you are cleaning out um, toys to make room for new toys or new decorations, remember donating is always a very good thing. And if you can donate, um, do that as well. And if your friends or family ask for gift ideas for your new baby, remember babies don't really need much. I mean, it, it, you can only have so many rattles and um, so many clothes inside zero to three newborn mm -hmm. before they grow out of them. And so one thing that I loved getting when my children were little was like um, maybe even $25 CDs that matured when they turned 18 or 21 that could help with college, or maybe they could donate to a, a college fund that you're setting up. You know, just thinking about their future rather than about how many toys a newborn can open on Christmas. I think that, you know, this time of year, it's really important to remember and, you know, being safe and healthy and being with your family is the most important thing. And as we all celebrate Christmas, especially for families that have adopted in this past year or are in the adoption process or even considering adopting, remembering the birth parents is really important mm -hmm. because as happy as you are the season, they are most likely struggling a little bit as well. And letting them know that you're thinking of them and that the baby's doing well will be the best gift that you could possibly give them. And so from our families to yours, we wish you the merriest of Christmases. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona Families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.